Hello and welcome back to the PAL with Reb T, the Pirkei Avos Learning. This year we'll be talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We're in chapter 6, Mishnah 4. Again, this last chapter doesn't have the official commentary of Benayona, just the translation from the book itself. Just a couple of more Mishnahs here, and then we will be wrapping up and taking our big summer hiatus before we come back. God willing, Mirza Shimli Nader 4. Season 5 with a different commentator, a different commentary. So hopefully we can continue and finish off within the next two weeks or so. So let's look at the path of the Torah in 6.4. Vav Dalad Kahi Darka Shal Torah. This is the way of Torah. In general, when it comes to Torah, how should a person go about it? How should their life be made? How should their life be set up? What should a person do? Pas Bemelach Tocha. Eat bread with salt. Umayim bameshura tishte. Drink water in small measure. Vela aritz tishen and sleep on the ground. Vechayet sa'ar Live a life of deprivation. Uva Torah ata'amel. And in the Torah you should toil. And you can toil in the Torah. Uh, if imata osekain, if you do so, if you live a life in such a way like this, ashrecha vetovlach, you'll be fortunate. It is fortunate for you, and it'll be good for you. Ashrecha baolam hazem vetovlach laolam haba. Fortunate are you in this world? It would be good for you in the world to come. Basically, explaining that the way of the Torah, the way of the Torah lifestyle, is not. The opulence, it's not the magnificence, it's not the living like the Joneses, keeping up with the Joneses, or keeping up with the Stinkelmans, or whatever the Jewish version is. It's the life of understanding that we don't need to keep up with those around us. We keep to what we need. Ezehu Hashira, Sameach Bechalko, Perkeos teaches us elsewhere. Who is the rich man? Who is the really happy person? The one that's content with his lot. The one that understands Hashem gives you exactly what you you need. You want to really be involved in the Torah. You want to really be involved in toiling in the Torah in the right way. Make sure to go about learning. Make sure to go about studying in the right way. Live like what you need. Live with what exactly what you need. Don't try to get too much. Don't try to keep up with too much. Live a life where you just need exactly what you need. Somebody once came and visited the Chavetz Chaim, the story goes. I don't know where I saw the story. I remember reading it, and I'm pretty sure it's about the Chavetz Chaim himself. So someone comes and visits the Chavetz Chaim, a traveling businessman, to visit the great, great sage, the Chavetz Chaim, Rav Yisrael Meir HaKoin Kagan, I believe his official name was. And he comes and he's shocked by what he sees in Rabbi Kagan in the Chavetz Chaim's house. It's a bare house, a very minimal house, Almost looks like a poor person. There's one chair, there's one table, there's a lamp, and there's almost nothing else in furniture. No couches and no nothing. And the and the kitchen probably looks very bare as well. And the the Chavzchan probably had a lot of visitors, and who knows where they sat or maybe they stood. But in general, the the businessman comes to the Chavzchan and he says, Rabbi. Rabbi, where is all your stuff? Why is your house so bare? Why is it so that you don't have anything? I'll buy you whatever you need. Tell me what you need. Tell me what you want. I'll be happy to sponsor you. I have all the money in the world to help the great, great rabbi to help you. What can I do to help you? The Chavitz Chaim looks right back at him and says, 
tell me where is your stuff? And the business says, the businessman says to the rabbi, Rabbi, is that a joke? Paraphrasing, of course. Rabbi, what do you mean? I'm just traveling through. I don't have any luggage. I don't have any stuff. And the Chafetz Chaim brilliantly, brilliantly picks up and says, I too am just traveling through. What Musser. He was able to bring such sharpness to his words in such few words. All his farm are very brilliantly written. You know, the Chavetz Chaim, the Shemir Salashon, Abbas Chesed, and his works throughout the Torah. He says, we are just traveling through. How much do we really need? What do we really need? I've talked about this on my other shows. You think about the people that have like a 16-room house, that have a 16-bedroom house, a mansion, then there's one person in the house, two people, even if there's a couple of kids. What kind of nonsense, what kind of opulence, what kind of a waste? That's not the way of the Torah. That's not the Darka Shel Torah. How many rooms do you really need? How much property does a person really need? Hashem gives you exactly what you need, but don't waste it, you know, because you could waste it, you could be sinful and wasting the money, wasting your precious abilities and resources on a $16 million house. Why? Why is it people that live all the way out west, they, they, they spend millions on houses. Why? Trying to impress themselves. Why? What a waste of money. Buy a half a million house, a million house. Doesn't have to be in the Beverly Hills. Find a nice house out somewhere and use the rest of the money to live off and be charitable and give charity and do what? What a waste. $20 million for one house? How? What is it? The, the water is made of gold? Craziness. That's not the way of Torah. You get a house, you get what you need. Doesn't have to be a magnificent house. Doesn't have to be a humongous house. Our house is a beautiful house, a wonderful house. It might be quote unquote small, but it has exactly what we need. It has the dining room, it has the kitchen, it has the living room, it has the three bedrooms, it has an attic, and it has a basement. Vizehu. Think about how people live in Israel. It's not even like a, a, as much a normal thing to have a, a standalone house in Israel as it is to live in an apartment. You think of the show Shtisel, Lahavda, Lahavda, and you think of the portrayals, how we see Israel. It's normal for families to have apartments. Here, it's not as standard a goal is to have a house, to have a house, to have a house, a big house, a big house. But that's not the standard over there. The standard over there is focusing on taking care of the family, taking care of the needs. And an apartment, a dira, is a very okay thing. It is a very... Normal thing for families to have granted it needs to it should have a couple of bedrooms, three or more if you have a couple of kids, hopefully a storage room and whatnot, but they have a living combination dining room because the Torah doesn't say you need to have a living room and a dining room and a den and a playroom and a great room and a guest room and a this room and a that room and a that room. No, it's not necessary. Yes, you need a place where you could sit in the wind at the end of the day, a living room, a living area at least. A couch area, really. Yes, you need a place to sit and eat, a table. Yes, you need a place to sleep, a bed. You know, I I know of a friend of mine who actually grew up in an apartment, two-bedroom apartment with eight children. Can you imagine? How is that even physically possible? I'm not saying to actually do that, a life of, of, uh, of intensity where you put everyone in the same tiny, tiny room. They probably had to have like... Four bunk beds, I would assume, with uh, with the divider down the middle. I know of another couple who uh, the brother and sister were uh, were in an apartment, a two bedroom apartment, and he says to us, "Me and my friends were once sitting around a couple of years ago, and he says I'm so excited for my sister to get married, and we're like, why?" 
you know, uh, she's not even so old. He said, yeah, I finally could have my own room. And we're shocked. And we're like, what? This boy and girl was sharing a room until 20 years old? Oh, my gosh. So I'm not advocating that. But it doesn't have to be a $25 million house. It doesn't have to be a 20-room house. If you could find a house for six hundred grand or a million, why do you have to go for the million house? You can't go for the 600. Halavai houses around the nation should be like that. When we were looking, houses were still in the fours and the fives. And, and why does it be you have to look for a success? Look in the fours. It could be a beautiful house, a wonderful house. It could be whatever you need. And in Israel, it's very different. You know, people look for bedrooms. So I would say if we'd ever make there, I told my wife, the, the least that I want to see for ourselves is like a four-bedroom garden apartment. We talk about this on the OT show, meaning an apartment that has like a garden area, a grass area around it. Because I want there to be at least three bedrooms, you know, a, a girl room, a boy room, and the parent room. Parent room has to have an attached bathroom. That's like a, a make it or break it for me, at least. And then there should be an extra room, which could be the study slash, you know, a guest room slash storage room, yada, yada, yada. And then there's the kitchen. You have to have a kitchen, of course. And then there's a living combination dining room, usually. And then the garden, an area that they could play outside a little bit. But that's thinking a little more minimalistic. You don't have to have a seven-bedroom house. You don't have to have a four-floor house in Israel. At least they, they, they live in that way. And, and, you know, one of the happiest memories I have in Yeshiva was visiting a family who they have a, a apartment on the second floor but it was he built he was very handy he's very crafty very handy man type he works as a handyman in a yeshiva nearby and his his house his dira didn't feel like an apartment he was very, he figured out how to make it into a couple of bedrooms but you walk in there's a little living room then uh, in front of you, there's one of the rooms that two boys shared. You know, you go a little bit to the right. There's a little, uh, a little, a little, little square kitchen, barely able to fit a, a table for two. And then you keep walking. And then there's a little dining room. And then uh, you keep walking in the hallway. There's a tiny bathroom. And then there's like three more bedrooms. And then there's a little area outside. And this is what he grew up with. This is what his kids grew up with. He had six children, Kanina Haram. But it never felt small. It never felt deprived. That's the way of the Torah. Hashem gives you what you need. You don't need to have so much. You don't need to have so much. That's why it's like plus and minus when my wife and I drive around Long Island and we see these huge, huge houses, different areas. It kind of makes me feel guilty, feel bad. But then I'm like, no, you know, Hashem gives you exactly what you need. You don't need to spend millions. You don't need to have something, especially if we believe that exile is temporary and this is not where we're permanently supposed to be. I don't want to put so much money into something in Chutzla or it's in exile. I'd rather put the money into a wonderful thing in Israel, even if it's an apartment, especially if that's what Hashem gives us an apartment. Think about what the Jews used to live with and used to have in the desert they had huts they had tents and they were perfectly able to live even in israel they used to build these uh, square houses the the gemara shows the talmud bavli shows in the art school edition and one of the mesechtas we did in one of the talmud tractates we did they showed it was a little square stone house and it had two or three rooms the room for the beds you know, the eating area and the chill-out area. You know, how much do you need? That's the point of the Mishnah. The way of the Torah, the Jewish way, is that you're supposed to minimize things and you're supposed to not live extravagantly. You're not supposed to live, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Schnickelmans. You need to be thinking how we could keep things down. You're not going to take your money with you after 120 years. Nothing comes with you except for the Torah you learn, the mitzvahs you do, the chesed you do. Kachi darko shatara. That's the way to live, Live a life where you focus on Torah and you minimize the materialistic aspects and you focus on the spiritual aspects. Join us next time.
as we talk about not seeking greatness for yourself here on the PAL with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.